This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 138 of Banging on the Drum. I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you doing after this weekend of Wisconsin sports? Uh, feeling real good. I mean, I think anyway, uh, Packers are super positive and then start of a new year, which means things are all fresh and new. And like, you can su- still succeed this year. That'll only last <laughs> a couple of weeks. And so until then I'll feel all right. Yeah. I'm trying to think I didn't really have anything in the bag to, to do for the new year, but it is rejuvenating. Uh, I'm trying to think though. It is kind of funny to me now that I think of it. And I don't know if I've ever really been a big New Year's guy, but like the majority, I want to say, of the public go out and just get shit faced. And then like you're starting you the don't new get year. Shit faced. You're getting like you're probably taking in some booze, which is not going to make you feel the greatest the next day. Yeah. So you like start your new year out not great. Or in at the bare minimum, if you stay up till midnight, you know, you stayed up kind of late. So you're probably sleeping in or whatever. But but yeah, here nor there. I I feel some of the repercussions of watching that Packer game and drinking beers and enjoying my new year quite a bit. But I I, I don't know if I quite have that like new year polish. Like I'm I'm ready to go this year. Kind of like, oh, man, I kind of feel like I need to take a shit or something before I'm going to feel 100% all right again. Yep, yep. Uh, So I do believe that New Year's uh, resolution, so this is, I was going to throw this at the end if we still had time, but seeing as we're kind of in this process, um, New Year's resolutions don't start until the second ever. Right? So I always have the first off, and so... um, starting a new year's resolution on the first never makes sense to me yeah no i i already like if if it was like fitness or like health wise like i didn't eat that healthy today and i and i didn't do anything physical like go for a run or go to the gym or anything like that so yeah that that definitely starts tomorrow i didn't really write any specifics down but I guess I did put a few in my head, so so I I will be good. I'll try to do something, but I'm not going to bore you guys with that on here. You want to get right into business? Uh, yeah. Let's jump into the recap. First line, first line of business I got before the recap. Uh, Aaron Jones shouted out uh, banging on the drum on uh, TikTok, so that was pretty cool. But go like he said he listens every week. Yeah, he listened to banging drum all the time. So. Uh, tell your friends about it. So go like, subscribe, download this stuff, share it, uh, share our thing with uh, Aaron Jones talking about us. So pretty, pretty cool stuff there. Yep. Uh, I guess we should get into the gambling side of this quick too. Um, so we did not put our picks out and I thought it was just me that messed up. And that's, I'm usually the one that puts them in second. And so Pat's always waiting on me to post something and this week I didn't do it. Didn't realize I didn't do it till I don't know, must have been middle of the afternoon games. 
Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I texted Pat and I just told him that I was, I forgot to do it. And he goes, Owen seven. So I went on seven this week. So did I, but so did Pat. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do the picks either. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think, I think we were just on the same brain wave and I had family in town and stuff. And usually when I do that, I I just don't get around to like, I I mean, it's easy enough to put in seven picks. So ultimately I think it came down to laziness. I think I was semi aware of it after the Thursday night game where I was like, Oh shit. I didn't, put in a game and we've done that before where it was like yeah. okay oh well we i've done that pick quite yeah. Good, actually yeah we won't pick the thursday game but uh yeah so i think that went through my head so i was like oh shit i gotta get my picks in and then i didn't and then when you text me i was like oh thank god he didn't do them either so that was <laughs> that was nice yeah uh so anyway that's where that kind of fell this week and we'll get them out this next week new year's resolution Get yeah, all the we'll, picks out until the end of the season. Yeah, and there we go. Season. There so, we go. Uh, One more week. All right. And anyway, we're going to recap the Packers-Vikings game. Um, how much time do I got today, Pat, to get into the Packers-Vikings game? I'll give you three minutes again because you did pretty well in, in the three minutes. So we'll, we'll all right, three it. minutes. Um, Pat's probably going to try to distract me again to keep me, keep me off I, time. But No, uh, no. But I got to tell you when you can go. All right. So we're we're – Holding time until Pat. So we're absolute, so, go ahead. All right, go. <laughs> Clear my throat. Get ready to go here. I'm uh, five seconds. He's probably what? Yeah, he already started on me. All right, so ten let's seconds. Get, get right into it. Packers uh, receive the kickoff. They go three and out. Vikings get the ball. Go three and out. Uh, next drive, Packers have it. They drive down and they finish with a field goal. Vikings run two plays and throw an interception. I believe this was to Ballantyne. Uh, two plays later, Jordan Love throws a TD, 33 yards to Jaden Reed. Green Bay is up 10 to nothing. Um, next Vikings drive, they punt. Uh, Packers turn the ball over on downs due, a, due to a drop pass by Bo Melton. So they had a pretty good play call, and Bo Melton was diving after the ball and just missed the catch. Um, Vikings take the ball, drive down the field. Uh, they get a field goal. It's ten to three. Packers. Uh, next drive. Packers are on a ten play drive. Jordan Love dives it in um, to go up seventeen to three. So barely crosses the line, but gets there. Uh, next drive. The Vikings punt. The Packers punt, and then Vikings fumble with like not very much time left on the clock. Um, Packers then go ahead and score on a 25-yard pass to Jaden Reed, which I was yelling get out of bounce on, and or the wife was yelling get out of the bounce on, and I was agreeing with that. Um, but he took it to the house, so I was wrong. Um, Carlson then missed the PAT. Packers are up 23 to three at the half. Vikings did get the ball back, just kneel it down. Um, Vikings have a 10-play drive after the half and then turn the ball over on downs. Packers go ahead and score a TD pass, a nine-yard TD pass to Bo Melton, go up 30-3. to Vikings punt the ball. This ball is muffed by Toure, and the Vikings score uh, a touchdown two plays later. Um, Packers take a 13-play drive and almost eight minutes off the clock get a field goal 
Vikings drive 13 plays and turn it over on downs again. Packers finish the game with an eight play drive and run out the clock. Packers win uh, 33 to 10. Dude, you crushed it. I mean, yeah, two minutes, 34 seconds, I'll say, because I stopped the thing a little bit later. But yeah, no, good good work on uh, getting through that stuff faster because it is tough because every time you said something, I was like, oh, but yeah, um, like the love, love to Jaden Reed dime uh, after the interception. Just got yeah. out going fast and everything was working for us uh, left and right. And like you already said, like the only touchdown we really gave up was off of uh, I think they were just like Toure. I mean, this roster is getting a little deep. Like we got to find something we can <laughs> have you do, but I don't get why you put Toure back to catch his first punt of the year. I, I assume it was his first one. Cause it's always Nixon or Reed. And like we've alluded to in the past, it looks like we put Nixon back there when it looks like we'll have a shot to return it. And we put Reed back there when it's more like, hey, we just need the sure hands and like not as uh, reckless of a playmaker, I yeah. guess, like back yeah. there. Right. And I think I don't think two rays like a terrible, terrible player. I just don't think that he's going to fit inside that wide receiver room. I think it's too deep. Yeah, especially with how Bo Melton has came along. And he's, yeah, Malik Heath. Yeah, everybody. So, yeah, if we look at everybody with the reception, we had Milton had six catches. Reed had six catches. Tucker had six catches. Dobbs had three catches. Heath had a catch. Jones had a catch. Sims had a catch. And Toure had a catch, but it was, like, behind the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, we worked the ball around quite a bit, but um, – but yeah, it doesn't seem because especially you get Watson back and it seems like Reed might be our number one guy, even with Watson back. So you'll read Watson. Yeah, uh, it's really to me starting. Uh, I guess not. It would still be Dobbs three. And then but Bo Milton and Heath look like they're about on the same page, which. There's no knock yeah. to either of the guys. It's like actually like credit to both of the guys. Like, and really, those guys are all the fifth guy, or those two are both the fifth guy because Wicks, we forget about Wicks too. Mm-hmm. And oh, Wicks yeah. is a player, very good. Yeah, no, but everything was working for the Packers in this game. So I don't know if there's anything that you want to hammer uh, pretty good before we get into the SWAT stuff. I know you had uh, a spicy meatball. Um, I don't know if this is the greatest place for it. Uh, Bo Melton is our first 100-yard receiver of the year, and it was only like 108, but I think that's mostly due to uh, Jordan Love just deciding, oh, I'm going to throw it to 13 guys every game. Yeah, it definitely is that, like working the ball around. Um, But, yeah, and watching this whole game and then watching it back again uh, with more sober eyes and stuff too, it's our guys are just really good at getting open now. Like it seems like love. I mean, he, he is precise when he has to be precise, but it doesn't even seem like he has to be too precise out there very often. Like it looks like our guys are giving him about like a five yard window to like get the ball into. So I don't even know if it's so much. I do think love is going to be really good. If not great. Uh, 
but yeah, these receivers, man, are finding holes and or whatever running routes to get wide ass open where love doesn't even have to be great to hit some of these throws. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. Uh Melton did get signed. He was on the practice squad and did get signed to the to the actual 53 man today, I believe. So which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. So I assume that means Toure doesn't have a spot anymore or uh went to injury injured reserve. So Toure did? Yep. Okay. That I don't is know when he got injured, but must yeah. have been on getting on the plane last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just slammed his hand in the plane door. Um, yeah. But yeah, then other than that, I guess maybe we could do like a section of like standout players. In, uh, I guess, say if you had to pick someone that really stood out for this, I, you you already had Bo Milton, so that could be yours if you want it to be yours. I mean, so Reed does as well. I mean, like he is standing out as an elite level wide receiver. Like, I don't, I mean, so like he, he appears to be Tyreek Hill light. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know that he's that guy yet where he's, but like, I feel that, like I can put him in any situation and he just figures out how to win in those situations. And that is tough too, because Tyreek Hill might be the best guy in the league right now. Yeah. And, yep. and I mean, he's, he's been up there for a while and I don't know. I mean, I'm almost positive. Like Reed is not running step for step with him. I'm sure it's not like crazy. Uh, well, crazy so I, mean, difference. So I think when we talk about speed in the NFL, like everybody assumes that this is like these drastic like differences right reed probably runs like a four four one which is very very fast and hill runs like a four two right yeah. like it's i don't know that that's that big of a difference i i mean seeing some of the stuff that like tyree kill does is is but, no no does i, I get that he's like super like that. fast like i understand that but like if you just took a stopwatch and you just tried to hit it twice as fast as you can with your thumb you're still at like a tenth of a second. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember we used to play that game at the fitness center. Like yeah. try to like guess what we would hit it on. But yeah. but yeah. No, I get what you're saying. But yeah. Uh I I feel like that's kind of a, a stretch of a comparison, but I do kind of see and what I stole it. I liked it. So I oh, okay. I don't remember who I stole it from, but saw it on it, Twitter. Yeah, so I guess if I have to pick out a standout player, I'm going to pick out two because you picked out two. So Aaron Jones is back, and the offense is just humming when he's back. So yeah, adding that like yeah. extra dynamic. Uh, I so he had a long of 25 in this game, but 20 carries, 120 yards. So he's averaging six yards a carry, looking super good while doing it. Um, and then I think my other one that I, I will point out on defense, I always go Nixon, so uh, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, but quite Walker, Nixon played really well defensively. Yeah. I mean, the whole secondary did. I guess it probably should have been whoever was shutting down uh, Justin Jefferson the whole game. But right. it didn't hurt that we were going against Jaron Hall. Um what in I want to yeah. say Chris Mullins, but it's not. It's Nick Nick Mullins, um, which whatever. So 
I, I guess there's a decent difference in, I mean, obviously if Kirk Cousins is on the field, uh, Justin Jefferson is a whole different animal uh, being able to use, but the whole secondary. But I also do think Quay Walker was a pretty big difference maker, especially with, uh, and this is my bad one, uh, that I always want to say OJ McDuffie. Oh, me but, too. <laughs> but, but I'm pretty sure that was a Dolphins receiver back in the day or tight end. Uh, yeah. But McDuffie, uh, Isaiah McDuffie going down Isaiah. Uh, pretty early in the game. So uh, he stepped up there. Uh, yeah, and it was just a great all-around game. Honestly, the more well, I think McDuffie about ended up getting hurt too, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he got he was he was like hurt, hurt, like uh, laying on the field and yeah, stuff. Okay, and I think yeah. left uh, with a concussion. Uh, so hopefully he's doing all right. Because uh, because yeah, it, it did look a little concerning. Um, did see Devondre Campbell on the field, which uh, I mean, wearing just normal clothes and stuff. But I do think that that's a positive look. Yeah, he traveled with the team, went to Minnesota and watched the game. Right. So, I mean, not that I was paying close attention or was really looking for him or that the they pointed him out, but it didn't look like Alexander was there. Right. Like, yeah, didn't want to be part of the like the team if he wasn't playing that day, which I guess like I kind of get right. But, and who knows if that's his choice or somebody but, else's choice, yep. too. So, but yeah, played really well. Uh, with him, but I think I'll get into maybe I, I don't know if I would call it a spicy meatball, but into something once we get into threats. Uh, but I didn't write it down yet. Uh, okay. but I, I think there might be, I mean, we we would be crazy to say that it doesn't seem like that guy has a bit of an ego on him, uh, in Alexander and. I think your ego could get kind of hurt if if you're not there and the secondary just steps oh, no. up and yeah, yeah and and shots so, everybody. Yeah. Uh we'll, we'll wait till we get into threats with that kind of stuff because that's when my spicy meatball actually comes in. All right. We it's ready. Was that yeah? So we ready strengths, for the spot. Okay, the Packers go. strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So as far as strengths go, um the offense looks like it almost can't do any wrong, right? Um, and I'm sure a better defense, which I – well, so they said Minnesota was like a top-five defense. They were missing their best secondary guy, but, like, they looked exceptional. Matt LaFleur's play calling looked exceptional. It was it was a wild game last night. Yeah, no, everything's working. And – I was just going to say, like, it's actually almost like kind of hard to like analyze this game is just because everything freaking worked in. Yeah. It's just like all positives. It's not too much of a, of weakness threats uh, after seeing this one. I mean, we do have threats like down the road and stuff, but yeah, the offense, like you just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know where to like add to your stuff like like we already said Bo Melton was balling Jaden Reed was balling Aaron Jones was balling Jordan Love was balling the offensive line looked amazing uh yeah, yeah everything everything I mean, was no, good 
we're not making stupid penalties, right? So we're not like jumping off sides very much. Uh, guys aren't dropping the ball. I did mention Melton dropped that one on fourth down, but like that shit isn't happening. Like early in the season, receivers were dropping balls that I thought should have been caught. And it, like, I think the whole team, especially offensively, has matured into like this really, really good unit. Yeah. So we had four penalties for 32 yards. Um, yeah. And our only turn- turnover, like we said, was when we put two Ray back and which was just a questionable decision. But I think it was more of a, hey, we're up by a shit ton. Like, let's let's see what we can do with two Ray to see if, you know, if there's anything. How like, can we keep him? Is yeah. Kind of yeah. the way it looked to me. It was yeah. almost like a preseason type, like maybe we can use him here. Yeah. And that's that's how it felt. Cause yeah, he fumbles, they get that touchdown. And there was never a doubt in this game. Like the Packers were by far the better team on the field in every aspect of the game uh the other night. But I do think <clears throat> you alluded to it a little bit. Is I I'm the Vikings are very, very banked up. Like, I guess no shit. Like when you're starting offensively, is, exceptionally yeah. banged up for sure. Yeah. So Addison was hurt, was playing. Hawkinson's out for the year. Um, Kirk Cousins is out for the year. Yeah, yeah. So we we did get like a wounded uh, Minnesota team, but they did have a lot to play for, though. So they still they were still in the same situation as the Packers and. Uh, yeah, that was it. But you, you got another strength here. Uh, so I think the defense played exceptionally well. And then our defense is almost better without Alexander and Stokes in games. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to lead into like a little bit of a spicy meatball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but And so my, yeah. And mine as well. My, piece of it where like i think and so we'll just jump into weaknesses from there um the the uh special teams is struggling carlson missed another extra point most ever i think yeah five missed um, extra points i don't know if it's the most ever but i it's by far the most on the season because they said it was the okay him missing four going into the game was the most and when he missed five he just He's just putting icing on the cake at that point, uh, racking up the <laughs> running up the scoreboard on missed sector points this year. Right. Um, to, I mean, to be fair, Mason Crosby kind of uh, messed with us a little bit by missing a 52 yarder as well this weekend. Uh, Giants had an opportunity to beat the Rams. Yeah. Didn't yep. with in due mostly to. Mason Crosby missing the field. I shouldn't say mostly, right? So, um, but Mason Crosby had the opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal and missed it. So, um, weaknesses: they didn't run my trick play this week. I don't think which uh, that I drop in the cheese to victory. So I'm a little disappointed in them. It's a big, yeah. Uh, they didn't listen to the cheese this week. Actually, I didn't even really get a chance. I didn't see when it came out. But yeah, it would have been like Friday night or Saturday. So, uh, okay. Yeah. My bad. Nope. No worries. And then, um, that's, we're skipping this one because this one's going to go into our threats. 
So, and, and then uh, we'll jump over into opportunities. Yeah. Uh, So if we win, we're in, we make the playoffs. If we beat the bears, you know, if we uh, bookend the, the bears wins on the season, we're going to make the, make the playoffs, which is huge. And then from that point on, I think it's kind of just easy peasy Mac and cheesy. Yeah, no, I, so normally before shows, I've been seeing like where we're going to stack up. So looks like 49ers. Yeah. They definitely locked up the one seed. Uh, So two seed, I can't remember what the battle for the two seed is, but no matter who it is, it's people. I think the battle for the two seed isn't it basically between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I guess the Lions would be there too, but yeah. the um, Buccaneers are not going to be close. Yeah, and honestly, I like those matchups with with the uh, yeah with the Cowboys and with the Eagles. Uh, we owe the Eagles some bullshit in a season where, granted, they're not playing well right now. But it, it's definitely we've had this script flipped on us before, where we were we're the, the dominant team. team. Yeah, fucking some e. like sketchy team comes in and yeah. So it, it's going to be fun to be that side of things. And yeah, I mean, great opportunity. Uh, do you have any more opportunities? I guess. We could double tap like what we did last week is, I mean, I, I don't even think our playbooks fully opened up to what we can, what we can have it be. So I still think there's some more opportunities to have some more fun, uh, wrinkly plays that we haven't needed yet. So I think that is another great opportunity, but I can flip it into the threats uh, with a pretty smooth transition is is we're high right now. We felt this way after the Kansas City game. So a big threat. And I think yep. you put it in there is uh uh drinking the poison or or whatever. Oh yeah, you did put it right at the top. So yeah, too much positive talk, drinking the poison, and just knowing, you know, we have that crappy team in us and yeah. we we can play really bad. So I I don't know what goes into like if the Vikings are just that bad at this point in time, uh, where the Packers can roll them, but we definitely, I don't know, losing to the Giants, the Buccaneers, um, and making it close against the Panthers. Yeah, are I mean, so I mean, we looked at or I saw stats of what the Panthers have done over the last four weeks. They scored six points. They scored nine points. They scored thirty points and zero points. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's real bad. And then that just leads into another threat is the Bears team is kind of humming. I was doing a little, little bit of research on them, but I'm pretty sure they're four and one in their last five games. And who they whooped this weekend, the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So they, they took the Falcons to town uh, and just have been playing good football. And if you're a Bears player, this is it, man. This is this is your Super Bowl. This is as good as it gets for the Bears ever is when they have a chance to knock the Packers out of the playoffs. That's about like the accumulation of the most important game that the Bears have had 
in the last probably 10 years. Uh, they did make it to a Super Bowl about <laughs> whenever that was. Rex Wasn't Grossman. that with Rex Grossman, though? Yeah. And yes, yeah. That, and then they were in an NFC championship game with the Packers. Like, huh. right? And they were the one seed, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, we did all. We were a six seed. We shouldn't have even been anywhere near that game. Yeah. But, but yeah. So I do think that game is fairly scary last or next week, last week of the season. So big threat there. All right. And so, like, we'll get into the threats we were kind of alluding to through some of our positives here. And, um, but I think there's some dissent among the best players on our defense. Um, Campbell kind of falls into that. Now, him seeing him on the sideline traveling with the team to go to the game, I think, is good. Um, I understand Stokes is hurt, and that's why he's out. And then Alexander got suspended, but I think that suspension speaks volumes about what our corners believe about Joe Barry and where the defense is. And I think that's what comes down to with the Razul Douglas trade as well, is that he was starting to talk about how the defense needs to be better and there's things that we need to do and there's um, like there's no reason like this stuff should be going on. And then trade deadline comes up and he's traded. And I don't think you can do that with a guy like Alexander who might be might have been just as vocal about like the scheme and the play calling and that kind of stuff due to the fact that. You paid him a shitload of money. He's super young, where Douglas has a few more years on him and doesn't have nearly the contract that Alexander's looking at. And so with an opportunity to get him out of town, they thought they could you know, kind of quell the dissent that's hap- that was happening early in the season. And I think that's going to be lurking all the time with Alexander around. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think we didn't completely head it off. Like, I don't think this suspension is, like, the end of this, like, turmoil in the Packers secondary. Because, like we alluded to, I can't – we did it in the show. Uh, I Alexander, man, he I, – I love the guy. I think he's great. I think he's yep. going to be great. Um what, Whether he's a Packer for a long time, which I hope he is, and I hope it all gets figured out but he's got an ego on him and i don't think a guy like that loves sitting at home and watching hit like other people dominate while he's gone and then guys like us uh in our 15 listeners being like ah there's something weird about when alexander's out this defense plays a little bit better like well i mean so like if there is dissent amongst the corners and the coach, if like they're not willing to follow his game plan, that is an issue. But that's an issue with issue with getting your guys to buy into your game plan as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't know how to clean up that point, but like I get, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if they're just going to be like, ah, Alexander, if you're, not gonna play the way we want you to play like you're not gonna be playing for us uh for the rest of the season but 
I don't know. Yeah, if I'm not sure can, either. Yeah, I don't know if you can afford that going in. I don't know if he gets suspended and he's he can come to the conclusion that it was probably somewhat warranted uh, and he shouldn't have done some of the shit that he did. Not that we know much of the shit that he did. We just basically know the straw that broke the camel's back uh, for sure. And then I don't know so, so, if you had any more insight on like what else he did wrong. I don't have insight on it. I just think like if he would have just became the captain and said, they told me that I could, so I talked to him right before the game and they told me that I could go out there because I was from Charlotte, even though I wasn't listed as one of the captains. If he says that where he like doesn't throw them under the bus, like, yeah, I just fucking did it. Nobody said anything to me. Like, it's no big deal. Like, basically undermining the authority of the entire staff he said that to the reporters is that like yeah i did it like what are they going to do about it yeah that's essentially how he was saying that and at that point you have to do something where if he says oh yeah, yeah and like you can allow them to save face and allow you like and just not do anything that's a different thing but he didn't do that and so him being overt i think is was the issue yeah but whatever hopefully that figures itself out and hopefully we have him on the field when we need him on the field because yep. he, he did have some good plays against the panthers um that i can recall like kind of guessing on a play and then coming back and being able to make up for it like some of his like yeah. athletic ability out there is is almost bar none like he's definitely he, one of the most he's an elite guys. level corner yeah so elite level so yeah i mean that kind of covers our threats i think we got through the packer game uh quicker than we normally do uh yep. but like i said it wasn't didn't give us like too many talking points i guess there was the the big fight at the end of the game um which yeah i don't know what I, that was even about but yeah i didn't look into it too much either but basically it was it looked like a guy that like jones was trying to like walk a little bit and uh, just kind of like gave him the shoulder like two alpha males do and you know why you yeah. pushing on me why you pushing on me why you pushing on me and then they start pushing each other and then yeah. it turns into a fight but there was a lot of chippy football being played uh this weekend i want to say when i was watching red zone in the three o'clock slot with all the I mean, there was only three games going on, but like there would be three games going on and two of them were like on breaks because of fights. So it was, it was make or break time. So, um, but yeah, end of the game, just kind of some like Bush league feelings hurt type shit. And then Jones wasn't having it kind of felt like he needed to stand up for something, but thank God he didn't throw a punch or do anything too stupid to get right get suspended or anything like that but so. like i mean let's be honest jones is usually like the most yeah, level-headed dude in the room yeah it's it's out of character i i know the announcers were like oh it looked like jones went in there to try to break this up and like i was watching the game with my mom and i was in like we both like kind of looked at each other and we're like that doesn't look like someone trying to break something up. That, that looks like someone trying to start or like, like finish your shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that, but you want to roll into this Badgers game? 
Yeah. Uh, so basically, all I got written down here is we lose 35 31. We jumped out to a big 14 nothing lead um, and gave that up almost instantly in like a you know, four or five minute period in the second quarter. Yeah. And went in up. So we were up 21 14 or 21 17 at half. 21 14 at halftime. Um, but yeah, I think what we were mainly going to get into with this is, I don't know, this bowl game just seemed uh, funky from from the very beginning. Uh, my dumbass has like a hard time. Like, uh, you know, we watch a bunch of Badgers, we watch a bunch of Packers. Uh, you know, LSU. Uh, I want to say it's Jaden Daniels. Am I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, like he didn't play in the game. So the guy who wins the Heisman isn't playing in this game. Braylon Allen isn't playing in this game. Uh, a lot of the big dogs just aren't going on and playing in this game. I will say, though, if there is a good takeaway, if we swat it up a little bit, like the play calling was very good in this game. And I don't even know if it seemed like it was like such great play calling, but it just looked like the Badgers figured out how to sling the ball around. And Mordecai looked great. I don't know where he's getting drafted, if he's getting drafted. Definitely helped his draft stock uh, going 27 of 40, 378 yards, three touchdowns. So it it looked like it was kind of a let's get Mordecai drafted uh, type deal and maybe show young recruits that we're uh, willing to sling this ball around a little bit more like we are changing it. Uh, Jackson Aker did have a nice, I want to say it was a 33-yard touchdown run. So it looked like we got our back uh, for next year. Uh, and, I, I still don't know. Uh, Yacomelli? Yacomelli? Yep, yep. Yacomelli. I think he looked okay, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he I didn't see him right. make any cuts or nothing, but he had at least one big run I saw. No, he did. He had a 21-yard run. So he had seven carries for 45 yards. So he was averaging – a good chunk there but, yeah it, it would be crazy if we did this and then we didn't talk about will pauling uh just going out there and putting out a fucking show like <laughs> catching everything that mordecai was throwing in his direction eight and catches he had in terms of like leaving or stand yeah so i'm gonna look here so he is a sophomore so it looks like he's definitely staying because i'm pretty sure anybody that is transferring or leaving wasn't playing in these games because going to the fsu ass whooping of game uh i know they had their backup quarterback tate whatever uh anyways he was transferring so he didn't play in the game so i'm pretty sure Anybody that played in this game is either graduating uh, or coming back. Uh, Bryson Green, uh, our other receiver that had a great game, is junior. So I'm assuming you know none of our Wisconsin receivers are really like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna test out the NFL market uh, right now, especially with all the great wide receivers in college football. Right. But that's a great takeaway is. We got some guys to throw the ball to, and and we got like a carousel of quarterbacks that we're going to be looking into, uh, seeing who gets the job. But 
Yeah, covering college football is like turning into more than a full-time job because I couldn't even tell you right now of who the Badgers starting like this is where we would definitely need a, key, a guy like Keel to come in and kind of tell us like what the thought process of where we're going with that quarterback last year because my idea for this game is like it doesn't really mean shit like sure it'd be nice to win but then you would think you would just start one of your young guys and stuff but i do think so i think uh, the, the reason that you start mordecai here is like you said you're looking to get his draft stock elevated for him and doing that allows you to bring in a higher end recruit in the future yeah, and it definitely it's always something that like I always had an issue with with the Badgers is so like when guys would go off against a team and they'd sit them in the third quarter like I don't think as a recruit when you're having like a career game you ever want to get sat. Right? I understand what the Badgers are doing like you're protecting your players like getting your other players playing time, but if you can set a record for like rushing yards in a game, I think they should chase that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's like Melvin Gordon type stuff. Like he said it right. And he said it in three quarters. And then the next guy sets it like two or three weeks later. I think it was a week later. Yeah. I think yeah. he had the record for a week. And like, he probably played the entire, that guy played the entire game. Cause he was on a team that wasn't, the Badgers versus some nobody team, right? Yeah. Or whatever. But um, I just like for me, I would always just set those records. I would chase like the like the personal accolades more often, and I think that's what you're doing here. Is you're chasing a hey, we're going to get you paid, and that's going to benefit us in the long run here. And yeah, and the announcers were alluded to like how much respect that the coaching staff had for. Mordecai and like how good of a like teammate he's been to like all the guys there. So yeah, I, I think yeah, we we hit the the nail right on the the head there. Uh where I think they were like, yeah, we're gonna let Mordecai get looks here. Um but yeah, that's what I got for the Badger game is it looks like the offense is starting to transition into that air raid a little bit better. Um here especially when they had you know what four weeks to prepare for this game three weeks to prepare for this game um down in florida but i wasn't too shook up either way it did feel like we should have won the game um and offense just kind of went flat in the second half uh especially well, the fourth quarter fumbled the last three plays of the that they had the ball yeah and yeah on the on the last drive, it was it was not looking good. Like it looked like the most badger way to end a big game. It, th that's more so like how we'll end a Rose Bowl though, instead of like a uh, what you would call rely quest bowl. Um, but yeah, it, it was on par to to just shit in the bed on the last drive and just not really getting a good playoff to be competitive on that last drive, but. Lose 31 to 35 to LSU, who's been a good team all year long. Granted, they didn't have their Heisman quarterback in the game. So it could have could have been uglier. Uh Badgers were 10-point dogs in that one. So they covered uh pretty well. And 
honestly looked like the better team for I would say the majority of the game. But yeah, but yeah, it was wasn't it though. Um what else you got, Mike? What else? Uh so um I don't have anything about the the football game here. So I think that that football game I think was was good. Um the Badgers basketball should be starting like really digging into conference play here. Nine and two right now, I believe. And then we play Iowa and Nebraska this week. So, yes, uh, should be a couple of wins there, I would assume. But you never know in the Big Ten where sometimes shit gets sketchy. So, Iowa and Nebraska should be a good time. And then the NBA we got is currently apparently in rivalry week, at least in. I think the Bucks are in the central. I should probably know that. Yeah, no. Right. That, it, all that matters is you're in the east or in the west in basketball. So that's I, yeah, that's the way it feels. Right. And then so they are playing the Pacers two times this week. Uh playing them tonight. Uh I did not go and check on what that score is currently. They yeah, were up at halftime by like it's, six. It's not looking good. They're down six with uh like a minute left in the game. Looks like this one might get away from us. Uh, they're down 109 to 116, so I guess they're down seven with a minute and six seconds left in the game. But with football season come to an end, I think we're going to be spending a little bit more time on the Bucks here. But just a recap, like what they've been doing lately is just absolutely crushing teams. So ever since uh, losing to the Pacers in the in-season tournament, they ripped off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row, lost one, and then won two more. So they're nine and one-ish in their last 10 games. I don't know if my math is quite 100% correct right there, but they're they working teams. Uh, looks like they get a loss tonight. Uh, like I said, down seven with a minute left. Uh, but yeah, next game, like you said, against the Pacers, which, you know, the bad blood is still boiling there. I think the first thing that popped up when I clicked on the NBA, it looked like Giannis was, like, fighting somebody. So he might have got kicked out of this one, too. So um, Yeah, and if you if you don't have Giannis in a game, like, that's tough for the Bucks to deal with. I get that we got Lillard now, and, like, there's other offensive opportunities, but he plays such a big role on both ends that, that yeah, I don't know if he actually got kicked out. So this headline says game balls, dame time taunts, and the budding Bucks Pacers beef. So uh yeah, th- these games are turning into must-see games with uh the Bucks and the Pacers, and it looks like the I Pacers like are making it uh more so even uh if they beat us tonight and stay competitive. Nice. Uh Bucks are 24 and 8 on the season. Which, if I am correct, I want to say they're second in the East. Yeah, it's the second in the East to the Celtics right now. So when Mike and I turn our NBA brains on, we're going to be in a in a nice spot, uh, yeah. nice nice spot to land when I mean, But we might get K9 Kyle back on because I know he stays locked in uh, when we don't. So perfect. All right, Mike. What else we got? What else we got? Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. As Pat would say, 
I, sh- I shouldn't say that shit. We, we love you guys. Not as yeah. Pat would say. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, and if you're doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.